Welcome to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time, the podcast where uh, I don't even know what we do anymore. Uh, Hannah is no longer with us, so this is our first time recording um, solo. My name is Caroline, but I'm not actually here by myself. Um, I have a special guest this week, and we'll probably have guests moving forward, but this one will be extra special because uh, she's our first one. Um, it is Mallory Moyer, who we have talked about... I don't know, probably 1,700 times on the podcast <laughs> with lots of different descriptors in front of her name, friend of the pod, old blogger, Peloton friend, real friend. She's all over the board, but uh, she's now this week's podcast co-host and I couldn't be more excited. So hi, Mallory. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, I am so thrilled. Thank you for agreeing uh, via Instagram DM. Was Did I text you or was it a DM? I mean, the conversation seemed to flow between both mediums so seamlessly all the yes, time. That's true. It is really um, fluid where I'm like, where so did I send that? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, well, if you're not familiar with Mallory, um, I let's see. Mallory, you tell us about yourself and then... I will shame people for not being familiar with you. So oh, sure. So I think um I think in sort of you pitching this uh this particular topic for this episode, mm-hmm. um, because to jump ahead a little bit, um, I know we're gonna talk a little bit about kind of influencers and how it uh has evolved from the OG blogger days. Yeah. Um and so really for anyone who is listening, uh you may have you may have read my blog. I had it in, uh, in my youth called Blair's Headband. Um, I kept myself like my, my name, uh, really private when I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we'll jump into that later. Um, but yeah, I'm Mallory. I don't blog anymore. Um, at the time when I was Blair's Headband, I was living in Manhattan with my boyfriend working in media. We're now married. We have three kids. We live in the suburbs. Um, I drive a, a mom car. So it's, you know, um, my, my shirt is currently tucked into my shorts. So I'm like, I guess 36 year old suburban mom life. It's great. Uh, well, my friend Amy, who we also talk about on this podcast yeah. and has been on before, sent me some clothes that she had like missed the return window on. And I am now obsessed with these. I think they're Gap Fit, but I'm not sure, but they're like elastic waistband, like swishy sweatpants jogger oh. things oh, yeah. and I'm like are these cool or are they really not cool because they're now my favorite thing and I have them in three colors thanks to Amy and I'm like how old does this make me I don't know any any gap brand jogger like I got a bunch of old navy joggers um in quarantine that are like lined with flannel and okay that's perfect like, mm-hmm. and then I roll up to preschool drop-off and like go, like gold leopard print basically pajama pants, but yeah, sure. sure. That's That's great. Well, before we dive into what you just introduced the topic, um, I wanted to talk about a few things to follow up on our last episode when Hannah and I ended things on really bad terms. (laughs) I will say that it is your fault because you recommended a book to me called the sanatorium by Sarah Pierce. I spent my real dollars and I would say like the hard earned podcast dollars, but to be really frank with you, the podcast has earned me zero dollars and cost me lots of dollars. But regardless, (laughs) I um, dug myself out of podcast debt and came up with $15 to buy this real book. Um, And I loved it. It was bonkers, uh, it was, wasn't it? It was great. At first, I was like, is this too on the nose, like with all the investigations? Um, but it kept getting real twisty, which I really like. And then I texted you as I read the last page. And I don't, I will not spoil anything, but I will tell you if you are considering reading it. I gasped aloud. Mm-hmm. 
I read the last page and I was sitting on the toilet. I am pregnant and pretty much always on the toilet. And I was flipping through there and I went, <gasps> and my kids were like, are you throwing up again? And I was like, I might as well. That's I what this is doing to me. Like, well, I scrolled it, back in our, in our texts because so the, there is no spoiler listeners in what I'm about to say, but the book ends in a way that you go, oh, okay, that's the end of the book. Yeah. Like oh, there's some resolution. Great. Yeah there's some resolution to it. You kind of go, Oh, all right. You know, this person, you know, stood up and had answers, etc. And then there's an epilogue. Yes. And you sent me a screenshot of the epilogue with in all caps, who is it? Yes. And my response was when I tell you, I gasped. I mean, it, we had the same reaction. It's just, we thought everything was going to be fine and yes. then maybe not. Well, and I am a sucker for an epilogue. So if you would just put, if anyone would just put in their book descriptor, there is an epilogue, I will read it because I need that addition in my life. So I didn't know that was coming. So immediately I was thrilled. And then, and then I was a lot of things. I was a lot of things right then. So many feelings. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Any of the further discussion we had about it really does get into spoiler territory. Yeah, we can't. But, but I will say if you have read it or when you read it, please DM us um, and we can talk about it because it was really great. And I have some theories. Uh, so anyway, that's what I'll say about that. But... <laughs> You know, we also we also uncovered on the last episode that perhaps I am the only reader of Minka Kent books. Um, but good news, there's a new one out on Amazon, and I <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how I manifested it. Uh, it's called Watcher Girl, and I read it in like 36 hours. It's not her typical trope, though I kept expecting it. Um, but it is very good. So that, and then I read another Kirsten Hodgelin. Okay. Uh, she wrote the um, the book that I had just talked about, The Perfect Interview. Mm-hmm. Did I talk about that one? And then, um, so I read another one of hers called The Perfect Getaway, and I've started reading The Arrangement. Uh, and it, they are both highly recommendable. What have you been reading? I um, have replaced so much reading time with either uh, listening to podcasts uh-huh. or you know, in, in quarantine, like doom scrolling or completely mind melting nonsense. Mm -hmm. Um, and like one of my New Year's resolutions for 2021 was to read more than I did in 2020, which was abysmally nothing. Sure. (laughs) read like, I mean, other than, you know, little blue truck and (laughs) those count, listen, they count, they count. Um, and also like the sneeches and fox and socks, man, those, those are hard to, to read aloud. So I don't, <laughs> they are, I mean, that's a workout um, intellectually. So I will, I'll take credit for that. But this, thus far this year, um, I've read a couple of really, like, I think I just, I haven't read a lot, but the ones I've read, I go, Oh, those are really good. So okay, okay. I feel like, have, did you guys talk a while ago about um, the push by Ashley, Ashley Adrain? It may have been a Hannah recommendation. I haven't, but I I do know the title, so I can't remember if it was Hannah or not. I didn't it listen is, if it was her. It is so deeply, deeply troubling in oh, okay. like the coolest, creepiest way. Um, it's it's just one of those books where I feel like I used to be in a book club. Um, I'm still really dear friends with the women I was in a book club with. Um, mm-hmm. Half of them work in publishing, which is like the raddest. Oh, kind of that's cool. <laughs> oh my God. We would get so many like advanced reader copies and just insights into what authors are really like and all that. Um, that's also, amazing. Yeah. And I, I miss them desperately. Um, but this would be one to talk about in a book club because there's 
it's like, is the narrator reliable? Is she she insane? Is her, is how she sees the events that have taken place? Um, you, you know, there's, it's basically a, a mom um, and her, she doesn't really bond with her first child. And then she has a deep bond with her second child. And then oh. something tragic happens in their family. And like, oh, gosh, is there some sort of postpartum thing going on? Is there like, you know, I mean, as, as a mom who went through plenty of chemical uh, roller coasters. Yeah. Just, it, it was really, really interesting to, to get through the end of a book that was Really, there wasn't really resolution, unlike sanatorium mm-hmm. where we got to that at least pre-epilogue. Yeah. Uh, we got, yeah. I got to the end of the push and was like, "Oh, I'm not satisfied by this. What really happened? Will we right. know? Is there, um, you know, I, I sort of hate this very new thing where people are like, oh, I, I speak my truth or like, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm living my truth. Like there, there is the truth and then right. there's, we'll see it. There's um, your, yeah, your perception of it. Perception of it or like yeah. your, your experience with the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I think would be, uh, that's sort of where I think a discussion in the push would be great. Yep. Um, and the two others that I read that I loved, one is called Who is Maud Dixon? Okay. And it basically is Maud Dixon is um, an author who writes under the pen name of Maud Dixon and her real identity is entirely secret. Like the only oh. those I think is like her agent or her manager at her literary agency. That's fascinating. And then this young girl gets hired by this, I, I think it's a liter- the literary agent, a, a younger woman who's in publishing and like wants to make a name for herself, um, gets hired by the agent to be the real Maud Dixon's assistant to like help her research her next book, the follow up to her, you know, they, they basically sa- it sounds like it's um it's like a To Kill a Mockingbird type thing where it's like got a it, one, got it, got one it. masterpiece, and so she brings this this younger um, assistant, maybe protege, along with her, um, and they like trade identities, kind okay, of. Okay, okay. Who is who is the like? Can you can you step into um, like if if you listeners any, anybody seen. Um, why can't I think of it right now? Oh, the Princess Bride, where like yes. the pirate is just the name, and it's like actually people take over the name and the mm-hmm. and the, and the legend. So there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of like, um, like trying on your mom's high heels when you're young to feel like sexy and older, right? Um, Although I have sexier shoes than my mom at this point, but oh, see, yeah, I've gotten rid of all of mine. We were going somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, some heels would be great." And I looked in my closet, and I was like, Wait, "No, oh, flats it is, flats it is." I'm actually sitting in my closet while we're recording, so I'm, I'm, uh, my live audience is my rack of shoes. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, some of these heels, I'm like, "Why? My arches do not like this." <laughs> I, know. Um, I can't even look at them. I'm like, "This is not like happening." Disgusting. Why did I do this to myself? Um, and then the last one that I loved, and I remember like raving about it on my Insta stories. It's called The Rose Code by um, Kate Quinn. Yes. And it has everything that I love in a book. It's okay. set in World War II. Uh-huh. Uh, it is centered around, well, there's three different uh, protagonists. Oh, and wow. All, and so it's like, it's a story about these three women and they all are uh, recruited to be, to work at Bletchley Park, which was the code breaking unit um, in England in World War II. Yep, got so it. They're all there doing this work of code breaking, and then it's how um, how their friendships 
you know, change and evolve over the course of the war and their relationships with their colleagues and their relationships with men and then their families. And they can't tell people what they do because it's top secret. Um, one of the three main characters uh, is kind of like a, you know, a debutante socialite who's trying to prove her value. Okay. She um, is romantically involved with the now departed Prince Philip. Oh. Um, or he marries... Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So like that whole sexy love story in it. Um, and like not to give any spoilers in real life, Kate Middleton's real life grandmother worked at Bletchley Park. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's in it a little bit. So this book also had an epilogue where again, like if you, if you're at all interested in the Royals or um, any kind of war spy stuff, Bletchley Park is not a secret. Like I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything by saying, Kate right. Middleton mother worked there that's well documented and the epilogue in the rose code you being a fan of the of an epilogue yes uh, is about like the dedication um of some sort of monument or memorial there to like recognize all of the women and men who who did all that work so it's it's just dishy and juicy and history and war novel and female friendships and how they have ups and downs and how people come together in the best and worst of times it's just oh my god i loved every I just loved everything about the book. Um, that is awesome. Yeah, I laughed. I cried. I highly recommend it. I want to say it's like 600 pages long, which is sounds really daunting. Yes. Um, because that's a lot of pages. Yeah. You're a Harry Potter fan. Um, but it was one where like my goal for myself, just because I, I don't ever give myself time to read, mm-hmm. I set a goal for myself of like, just read 10 minutes a day. Like yeah. snatch five minutes when someone wakes up from a nap and I just let them cry for five minutes while I read or like, yeah, there's, you know, 10 minutes when they're in the bath and my husband's doing, I just will steal that time for myself. And then this book was so good that I would just be like, I don't care, everybody. I'm, I'm reading on the couch while you do something else. Everyone. everyone. <laughs> do you think that's true? Like, I feel like when I, when I post like books that I've read, people are like, how do you have time? And I'm like, I just, I grab time. I just yeah. steal time. Like even if I'm standing in the kitchen, usually I cook dinner after the girls go to bed, like yeah. for us and then for the next night. Yeah. And like, if something's simmering, I'll just like hold my phone and be reading while I do that. And I'll yeah. rack up like 20 pages. So anyway, those are yeah. great recommendations, but it's a very good segue because I was about to bring up, there's another royal or is she royal baby in the family. Um, Megan and Harry had their baby girl. Um, yeah. So thrilled. I'm just so happy for them. I am. Oh, okay. That's great. Well, that uh, <laughs> leads me. I mean, I'm very thrilled for anyone to have a baby, especially after loss. So that's fantastic. But I want to ask your opinion on her name. Her name. I love it. Um, as someone who um, has a deceased parent mm-hmm. and a close bond with my, well, my now deceased grandparent, I just, I love it. It just has so much meaning in it. Um, and they're also royal, so they can get away with basically copying um, Princess Charlotte's name. That's exactly what I was about to bring up. I did not realize that Princess Charlotte was it's Charlotte Elizabeth, Elizabeth Diana. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, wow, you just made her, like, you just copied a cousin's name, which I feel like is just not really done now. Like, even if you have a friend with a kid whose name is one that you like, you're like, I'll choose something else. Right. You have to, like, step around it almost. It's so funny. When I was first pregnant, so I, I, I have two sons um, that I gave birth to and a daughter by marriage. And when I, my very first pregnancy, um, I lost in early stages. But when I told my family, my sister was like, okay, so here are my names. Ah, no, that's she's so not crazy. like, yeah. So this is, that was like five years ago. She's, you know, was not in a relationship, was not having kids and not planning to. And it was kind of like, mm, 
Oh, but you know, okay. okay. So this, this is not the same, but I'll just pretend it's the same. So I have been, I have been pregnant (laughs) the same time as Kourtney Kardashian, like two times, I think. And, um, each time and she's been due like around the same time. And I've been like, I really need to know what she names her baby because I just need to make sure that like, as if the Kardashians would ever choose a name that also is one that I am particularly interested in. But I'm like, I don't want to find out that there's like this huge uptick in a name that I'm interested in because I don't, I don't like weird names, but I also don't want like super common names where they're like Emma K for the rest of their lives. Right. Well, luckily with Kardashians, they seem to pick like, objects or <laughs> right, or like directions there's like verbs yeah. <laughs> right it's like who's off like different parts of speech than like a flame southern well-wearing beautiful so right like know. here's our new adverb baby which thankfully yeah, is not like our our same inspiration but um okay so lilibet diana yes montbatten Windsor, yes. Windsor, yeah. Okay. Do and we Lily, which is like cool. That's as basic as it comes. It's a beautiful. Yeah, I do think that 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 is lovely, and I like that they have Lily and Archie, which I feel like is a step away from it's a it's an in an, another step away from like royalty because it just seems more common, but not in a way that's like yeah, it's boring. like the, it's the first two characters on like in the first scene of a CW pilot. It's like oh, yeah. really like <laughs> go and like make eyelashes at each other across the coffee shop. But um, maybe yeah. that's just Pretty Little Liars. But uh, well, speaking of Pretty Little Liars, it's funny that you said that. I was thinking the other day. So I'm having a fourth girl. If you missed the last episode, uh, I'm doing December and I was like, why is the name Spencer sounding so cool to me right now? And I like totally remembered because <laughs> I was. I, well, I was at the playground and this mom was calling for her son and daughter and saying, Aria, Ezra, time to go. And I was like, no. that is so on the nose, my friend. That is so on the nose. Like each of those are fine names, but like also now you named your a sister and brother after a relationship with a teacher and student That's that it. was very weird. Um, so when I, I I know I thought so too I'm like again I'm a fan of the show like to a degree that my age should not be but I am in that (laughs) diagram yeah my my was called Blair's headband and I would like watch Gossip Girl (laughs) late 20s yeah well let me tell you I did try to watch Gossip Girl again I think I might have mentioned this after like Jane Ellis maybe was born and I was like I am watching children have sex this is like too much for me but I loved it I had read all the books I mean I watched it while it was on it was like Pretty Little Liars to me. But anyway, when I was thinking of the name Spencer, I was like, oh, I don't think I don't think I can do that. <laughs> so anyway, that's that. But um, do you feel like Queen Elizabeth loves that her family nickname is this public now? It as a quick sidestep for listeners or I guess people who don't know me. I love the British Royals. I love uh-huh. them. Yes. Um, I'm like very proud to be an American. And I also love the British Royals. I l- also fully understand how dysfunctional and outdated and all of that. So like, don't at me, but I, um, <laughs> I'm problematic and I don't care. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and particularly because it's like over there, it's like not like the right. stuff in America. I can like get my advocate hat on and work for yes. it. Written, I can just like eat popcorn and watch what happens. So sure, sure. Um, not my circus, not my monkeys. So. <laughs> I love it. Lilibet has been like documented, like in in, in the book, The Rose Code. Like that's what he calls. Uh, her. That's what he well, calls. And, 
I believe Hannah, Hannah mentioned or Amy mentioned that perhaps it was in the crown, which bored me to tears. So I didn't watch it, but, um, I think that they bring it up in the crown maybe. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, um, I don't want to say it's like, it's, it is well known. Like that sounds, um, imperious as well, but for people who, who I guess pay attention to or know stuff about the Royals, that's like her, her nickname is, is known. Got it. Um, so I think it's, I, and I, like if it were, I don't know, like if she was called Toots as a little kid or something, that'd be weird. But, I, but also, like, why would you name? Why would you name your baby a nickname that's like kind of smelly or off color? I don't know. Well, my brother called me Care Pants for a long time growing up, and so that is on our short list. So I would be careful what you're talking okay. about. Just okay. so you know, and, Care Pants. And is nice. Care Pants is what you're calling the Gap Joggers, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's a double name, so it really. <laughs> It fills all of the buckets for me. Um, but that also brings up another point. Um, you are just, you are hitting these segues out of the park for me. So I'm telling you, you're already a better co-host than I have had in the past. Okay, um, making Hannah hate me. I really, yeah, don't want um, to place. Hannah, you're the, you're the number one. You're the goat. She's I'm, literally never going to listen to this episode. So you are totally fine. But, um, I wanted to talk about American royalty um, in the form of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and or New York. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a new cast member. Well, a couple new cast members, but um, Beverly Hills, Kathy Hilton is now on it. Do you know about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen. So here's where I'm at in my Housewives journey. Okay, good. Um, I've been ride or die for so long. Yeah. And then about a year or two ago, we got rid of cable because sure. like, as an octogenarian millennial, it just <laughs> seemed like the right time to do that. Agreed. Um, and we had Hulu solely for Bravo. Yes. And there was nothing else on it that I liked. And the app was awful and just, ugh, it was awful. The app is the worst, the worst app that I've ever experienced. It's such garbage. So I was like, you know, for the, uh, for the money we got. And then I, I sort of did it in um, convincing John to buy me a Peloton. I oh, was, sure. Well, the money we would spend on Hulu, let's cancel Hulu and get and finance a Peloton. <laughs> no, that's genius. So that's that. And then I just follow all of the crazy shenanigans on all of the Instagram accounts. So yes, I do know that Kathy Hilton is insane. She and I, is insane. And then I also know some of like, as we were mentioning before about, you know, the, the British Royals being problematic. Mm -hmm. I, I've also seen the chatter about how Kathy Hilton is problematic because of just the crap she put (laughs) and Nikki through as kids. Oh, for sure. There's, there's no way that she is innocent in like generally in in literally anything. However, what a delight to watch. Oh boy. What she is, what she is never guilty of is boring TV. But okay. So here's my, here's been my problem with housewives in recent years is that it's been on so long that you cannot hire like a neutral new cast member. And so it's kind of like where the bachelor fell apart for me and that people came on trying to be a character and trying to do some things with their lives. Right. And so housewives has become a little bit like that where it's like, okay, obviously you came in with an agenda to be known as this person or this person. So that's tricky. Who is like boring white yoga pants and is just put, and and fine, like you do you, you have a lovely life. You seem like you have a nice marriage and business and all this, but also you came on the show to 
to expand your body shaming business. That's oh, for, <laughs> for sure. And that really didn't work out for you. But I mean, the, the name's out there. So maybe she has some brand awareness. But the thing but about Kathy... Help her before, right? I mean, right. Well, the thing... Brand recognition. <laughs> true. The thing that is so refreshing about Kathy is that she seems to not know she's on a reality show and or TV at all. And I appreciate that in a way that feels like as we're going to talk about the early days of blogging, like the early days of reality TV, again, postpartum after one child, I don't remember who and it doesn't matter. I rewatched um, all of the Real Housewives of Orange County from season one. Ooh, and it will faces. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was like they kept changing cast members, but only because of the facial work. But um, they it was so shocking to me, even though I I know that it has changed and I know that it's become more scripted. But to see those early seasons compared to now, it really was women having neighborhood drama in yes. the community. It was that. It started so small. Yeah, it was like next door with cameras. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my God. You're right. It was just and, a bunch of like really rich Karens. Yes. Together. Yeah. Which was great. Like I would be fine still watching that. And so Kathy kind of brings us back to that where like she's gen- generally talking about things that like are only family business with Kyle, who's her sister, who's also on the cast and like calling Kyle by her childhood nickname. And like just in her in the moment interviews, it's like she's talking about things that are not related whatsoever to the show. And you're like, this woman is gold. And I don't care what she did to her children. I don't care what she has done in the past. What I love is right now. <laughs> and I'm very into that. Here and right now, she is filling a cup I did not know was empty. So. Correct. And yeah. And even if you don't watch the show, it is worth it. I guess for this to follow some Bravo accounts, there are many Bravo fan, fan accounts, and that's where I'm just like mainlining Kathy Hilton. <laughs> yes, all that's all they do now is just post Kathy Hilton Instagrams, and it's all you need because it's really the meat of the show. Yeah. So, um, okay, is there anything that is happening this week? I will apologize. I meant to say this up front. Yeah. I have like bronchitis and a sinus infection and an ear infection happening right now, which is very exciting. Um, so and, I and sound like that. Oh, you're yes. Playing, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So also, you're part, so. Yeah. So. I'm just dating at the same time, but um, I have a really nasty cough. I'm going to try to edit it out. Um, but if you hear it, I apologize in advance. Please listen in two weeks again, when hopefully this antibiotic will kick it out. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that. Um, okay. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into how uh, blogging has morphed as much or more than the Real Housewives. So we'll be right back. Uh, Okay, I'll bring us back. Okay, we are back and we are here to talk about bloggers. Um, I was a blogger um, and I say that real loosely. I started a blog... Um, in 2007, right after I graduated college, um, at the time, I feel like alliteration was real big in blog names and like multiple things. So I was polka dots and protein bars, which was very exciting. Um, and I blogged a ton, like three times a day because I was very bored at my job and it was a lot of like day in the life stuff. Like I would work out and then do like a couple of paragraphs or like eat lunch, do a couple of paragraphs. Anyway. But at the time, I felt like 
everyone in the whole world had a blog, yeah. but some were really massive. Um, and I feel like preppy blogs were really in yes. and it was a lot of like day in the life style blogging. Oh. Um, so I found you as Blair's headband through, um, Jewish girl and wasp clothing. That's who she was yeah. then, Teddy, yeah. um, who I found through maybe Kappa Prep. Okay. Maybe. Um, or Muffy Martini, like kind of that group. Like somehow that led me through to you. Are these familiar names to you? I mean, I know you okay. and Teddy are friends, yeah. but yeah. Teddy everyone. <laughs> Teddy and I were in each other's weddings. Like she, um, sure. after my mom, she was the second person to come to the hospital when I gave birth. So like we're, we're, we're tight. Um, I know Helen, um, haven't talked to her since blogging days, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny. So I feel like there was, yeah. So I did, I did Blair's headband, uh, 2009, maybe. Um, okay. Well, so you got famous after I started my blog. Wow. I'm feeling okay. very minimized. We were very much a trendsetter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I sort of like, I kind of tweeted at first and like Twitter was my thing where I was like, Oh, this is where I can like, you know, send pithy missives out into the world and people can. Oh, so you were an early adopter of Twitter. That's yeah, interesting. I was, I was like real early in Twitter. Um, yeah. And then I sort of turned that into a blog because there was still a character limit. And I thought, uh -huh. say and I, will, I won't let this hold me back. I will go. I was like, I blog spot. more space. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Blogspot was where I, I leapt into. Um, I, I mean, I had also, I'll be totally honest. I had had blogs in the past, like probably all the way back to, not like MySpace, but I definitely had a live journal. Account. Oh, I was about to say it had to be a live journal. God, I had all of that. Like I just, the early 2000s angst and being able to like very normal HTML code. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I ran the internet I, in my mind. <laughs> See, I had a Word document. I was like Creed Thoughts on The Office where I like tried to make that into something in my Word document and it never worked. But... Oh my the God. power of blogger really let me forward. Actually, I have to. I will have to post a picture of this for um, our wedding. David got all of polka dots and protein bars for the years that I wrote on it, printed and published as a hard hard copy like coffee table book. Um, it is. It is very bad to read it now, <laughs> but it was so lovely. And I will take a picture and I'll send it to you and. Um, it was a very thoughtful gift, but it is like, I don't know. I would never be able to like capsule, right? Yeah. It was, but I tried to read it not long ago. Like, oh, let's see if this was funny. And I'm like, oh, oh God, it was not. Yeah, it was not. It was not funny. It was like my first face of like Vicky Gundelson. It was rough. Yeah. That was my, um, like I have a journal slash scrapbook from senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, Caroline... Woof. It's <laughs> like, it's hard to read. It's hard to read about just like how I am the only oppressed privileged white ever. <laughs> okay. Sure. I mean, it was really, really hard being me. Um, I do understand that. And probably still, yeah. if we're really honest. I mean, for real. So back to blogging, th that's just sort of to lay the foundation of like my navel gazing, introspective musings mm -hmm. have always been very dear to me. And yes. then in, 2009 or whatever, when I started Blair's headband, I just let other people see them. Um, and I, I, at the time did a lot of that kind of, you know, day in the life. I lived in New York city. Um, I, you know, 
what's a soul cycle. I bought beauty products from Sephora sales. I mean, you know, it is the epitome of white privilege that so many white girls graduating college and like living in their early twenties were like, not only do I need to document my life, but I know other people want to read it. And it's like, why, what, what happened to us that we were like, this needs to be out in the world. I think it's like our generation has just been given so much of like, not just participation trophies, but everything we do is special. We have like American Girl dolls. All of a sudden, were no, you can you can have an American Girl doll that looks like you. Yes, you true. You. Which I did. Don't you worry. Got the, you got the Nokia phone. You can buy the number pad that is your favorite color. It doesn't have to be white and black. You can buy the neon pink and the lemon yellow case. Like you can do mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Everything is so personalized. It makes it feel like everything I have to say has meaning. So yes, true. Well, and I, I will also say in a more justified way, though, I very much agree with you. Also at that time, it was the height of the recession. And so for a lot of people that were graduating college, I feel like a lot of plans kind of got derailed. Yeah. So I graduated, I was supposed to graduate in May 08, but because I'm a genius, I graduated in December 07. So right. a semester early which helped me get a job right out of school. But so many of my friends ended up like living at home longer than they thought or going to grad school. And I felt like we had this kind of weird, like arrested time that we wouldn't have had maybe where it's like, I do have thoughts and I don't have a lot of time with which to to, to do things with these thoughts. So maybe there's a little bit of that too. Maybe that was just me. Yeah. And I think it's just, I mean, I think there's, you know, every, every time I get older, I look back on my younger self and go, God, you were such a fool for thinking you knew it all. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I feel like by now I've learned that. So I'm trying to like humble myself every day with all the <laughs> right. stuff. Too. But that's the new affirmation. You suck. And yeah, just remember that now. Yeah. You're going to laugh at yourself six months, six years yeah. from now. So just get it together. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think where, where I felt, um, so like when I, so I went to college in Washington, DC, graduated in 07. Um, like a normal person, not a genius like you. Yes, and it is hard being me. And then stayed around there and was like, you know what? If I'm going to be young and broke, I might as well move to Manhattan. Sure. Um, slash, I kind of moved for a guy because I was. Uh huh. Uh-huh, I'm with you. And when I moved there, um, he said something to me that was at the time brutal and is one of the kindest things he ever did for me is he basically was like, look, you've moved here. Great. Like, this is going to be wonderful. And you need to make your own friends and make your own life. And you uh, like, we're not going to see each other every day. And you're like, but that's not what the plan was. You know, (laughs) it was the best thing he ever did. Um, Mm -hmm. other than not call me back when I broke up with him, but yeah, um, those are, those are like a a top two. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was one for me where I was like, all right, so I need to make my own community. I need to find people. I did things, you know, I, I, I made friends at work. I joined the New York Junior League. I met people. I did stuff. But blogging was a way that I could also do it from my couch or from yes, right. or being totally honest from my desk at my job that paid me nothing. Oh, that was, that was a hundred percent of what my motivation was. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not making money and I'm here all day. So what else can I do? I've done all, I've sent all my deliverables to my clients and it's two o'clock. Yup. I'm going to schedule some blog posts for five on Friday or whatever it might be. Oh oh yeah, of course five on Friday, but I would look at my browser and now I still do this because I'm looking at my browser right now and I have like 30 open tabs, but I would just go through, you know, it was like, um, I never, went through like a blog reader. I just 
clicked, you know, all, like the sidebar was everyone that people recommended. And I would just open them all in new tabs. And that was my afternoon. It was like 400 blogs. And I'm like, these strangers who are telling me every bizarre intimate detail of their lives, this is what I have now. Yeah. I mean, I would do it. I would check my inbox and then I'd read my blogs. Like everybody could wait if I needed to do stuff for work. But that was right. my level of, of obsession. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I I loved it. I started meeting people through it. Like truly, I met people who, I mean, particularly because I lived in New York City. Um, it's a destination. People come to right. New York because it's Manhattan. It's amazing. So a lot of people I've met, um, you know, your friend, April, like you live in a community with her. You, you're, you're in a, you, you live in the same place, but right. she and I met because she came to visit her sister in New York. And, but, you know, I found her through blogs too. So it was that I basically stalked her until she became my friend, but look at us now. <laughs> that was, that was me and Teddy. And now like our kids, um, hang out together all the time. So it's, it's, uh, it was one where like, yeah, it's, you know, we joke a lot where it's, it's kind of, it's kind of online dating for girlfriends. Oh, is, I like that. Is like, yeah. is the nicest, shiniest thing I can say about it. Um, you know, on that same tier, I do think I've learned a lot. And I, I think there's plenty of people out there now. I know we're sort of going to look at like the arc from blogging to influencing and specifically Instagram, but there's plenty of, you know, influencers I follow or like, do they matter to me? No, but am I entertained? Does it add some calm to my feed? Is it something that, you know, makes me smile or entertains me? Great. Yep. Um, and then I think for me, what sort of led, led me, um, I don't want to say led me away from blogging, but like just kind of ended it for me. Um, two things, like I mentioned before, I really tried to stay um, anonymous. I was very much raised by my parents that like the internet is scary. People are trying to abduct you all the time. Got it. Yep. Which is, which is not like a, a knock on their parenting. That was just what they were fed in the late nineties and early two thousands. Like this is a chat room. It is, it is not other kids talking about how much they love Johnny Resnick of Goo Goo Dolls. Uh-huh. It is 50 year old men who want to imprison and rape your daughter repeatedly. So that was <laughs> Right. A little bit different. That was my like training on how to use our desktop computer when I went on AIM. Um, (laughs) When in fact, I was just flirting with everybody on the St. John's crew team. So perfect. And I was leaving like very bizarrely trying to be deep away messages and hoping people would get them. And they didn't. They didn't. Were they like works of art or what? With like, if you got the right font and color and... That's right. It was a lot of Kelly Clarkson for me. Um, my eyes are green, but my grandfather told me to tell people they were hazel because it sounded pretty. So when, um, Obviously. yeah, that was not troublesome at all. But when Kelly Clarkson came out with Behind These Hazel Eyes, it was like, this is what my aim has been waiting for right here. My angst has an outlet and her name here is Kelly Clarkson and these are my eyes. <laughs> so, I mean, I was trained with the internet is scary. People can find you, be safe, protect your information, all that kind of stuff, which is all good information. When I started my blog, like I signed it BHB, Blair's Headband. Mm -hmm. I used abbreviations for my husband, um, well, boyfriend, then fiance, then husband. He was sort of, you know, that whole story was kind of charted on the blog. Um, I have a daughter by marriage. She did not mm-hmm. live with us full time at the time. She does now, which is like just truly a joy of my life. But yeah. that was one too, where like, then I'm getting into, you know, her mom and me. And like, am I putting a child who's not mine on the internet? And I, so I try to keep, I just refer to her by her first initial. So it was all this stuff where I was really trying to like, 
I feel like I bared my soul, but with a mask on my face is what I tried to do. Um, like right. really, and, and bare my soul sounds, oh, wow, so extra. But I also, in, you know, in addition to writing, like, here's what I got at the Lily sale, or like, here's this fun restaurant we went to in New York City. Um, I was working through a lot of trauma around my dad's death. Um, he died right. very, very suddenly, um, three days after my 21st birthday. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that, Mallory. Yeah, so it was, um, and it was... Oh, just just a lot of working through that. And I found a lot of people that I've connected with through Blair's headband mm-hmm. were people who also had um, a, a parental death or a parental estrangement or something where just like, wow, we're in our 20s. These are things that are supposed to happen much, much later. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, my friend Lindsay, is, she's lost both her parents. Um, and hi, Lindsay, because I know she listens and is always like, oh my gosh, they're talking about you in the book. Record. <laughs> hi, Lindsay. Hopefully send her some thrills. Um, but it's, it's one like that where, you know, I could write posts around Father's Day or I'd write posts mm-hmm. around the anniversary of his passing where it was just really complicated and tough. And it was so wonderful for me and so helpful for me <gasps> and yeah. therapeutic for me to share um you know, have to get it off my chest and then mm-hmm. have to, you know, feel supported and, you know, hugged from other people who've had that experience. Right. Um, you know, my friend Nora, she, she lives out on Long Island. Like we met through blog world. I, I've stayed over at her house. Um, you know, it's just, it's like people that we, we, you forge these connections through real stuff. Yeah. And then I could, you know, have all the lip gloss posts or like funny things about the, you know, probably real housewives. Um, I think one of my, my funniest, like absolutely meaningless things is I used to love to live tweet, um, the golden globes or the, Oscars. Oh, yes, yes. That's peak Twitter. Oh my gosh. Peak Twitter. And there was one golden globes where I was tweeting too much and mm-hmm. told them thought I was a bot. And no and it, and it banned me for the rest of the night. Oh my was, gosh. And my friend Courtney was like, Oh my God, this is outrageous. You're on <laughs> She was, so she started a hashtag. She's like free Blair's headband. I mean, oh yes. Things like that. Where I can look back and just laugh and think how goofy and silly this was that mm-hmm. I thought any of this mattered. Um, but then on the other hand, really finding, common ground with people yeah. have things in common with me other than, you know, we're, we're young and broke and, you know, want to find love and trying to be good people in this world. Um, and then the end of blogging for me really came, I think after I got married, um, my blog finally made it into the big leagues of Gomi when I yes. was, well, I was about to bring up Gomi and I have looked, I, I don't know. I've read Gomi probably until quarantine. And then I was like, I don't need anything else to make Any me feel negative. bad. Yeah. But I did really thrive on it for a little bit because there, we'll talk about it a little bit more later, but I did look to see if you had a page and I didn't see it. So, but you were brought up in another thread, but always nicely. Um, so I want to hear about this experience with Gomi. Yeah. So I was brought up in threads, you know, with like, oh, she knows this blogger who we're talking yes. about. Oh, she yes. knows that blogger who we're talking about. And then there was, fi- someone was finally like, all right, let's just talk about her. Um, and of course, initially there's that first thought of like, oh my God, this is the worst. I don't, I, I want everyone to like me, which is honestly mm-hmm. never the goal. And I, I know myself here. I'm a Capricorn. I'm an Enneagram eight. Mm-hmm. I know people don't like me. I know. Oh, see, like no, me. That is a hundred percent of my goal all the time. I exactly. am an Enneagram. Yeah. Like, that's it. You know, 80% is a B. So like, I'll go for it. But um, <laughs> I'm like, I, 
not only do you have to like me, but if you don't, I will change myself. So you yes. tell me what you need and will, here I am. I will morph into your ideal Caroline. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah. For me, it's like, I'm not going to make myself smaller so you don't choke. But okay. Sorry. Sometimes I make myself bigger. So shove it. Yeah. It's cool. Okay. But you're cloning babies and that's why. That's but, true. Um, so I, my first reaction was horror. My second was a little bit of like, oh my God, if enough people read my blog, that some people... <laughs> That's where I am. If I am famous enough even to get haters and I feel great. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez. And then I kind of ignored it for a while. Um, but then I got married. And then my grandmother, who I was uh, just adored, she passed away on my honeymoon. Oh, and gosh. Then, so then you so I sort of had that like day after Christmas letdown from my wedding. Yes. Plus this massive grief. Uh-huh. And that's when Gomi got real mean. Like they yeah. started, they were like digging apart my wedding photos and like, oh, well, her husband's been married before. No wonder he doesn't look happy. Like stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, yep. and then it really got dark when people started trying to find out um, my stepdaughter's name and where she oh, lived. Oh, yep, sure. And that's when I was like, uh, can I curse on here? I'll just, oh, yeah. I was like, this is fucking creepy. Like if, mm-hmm. if people want to like speculate about me, whatever, that's when like my name first got out there. And I tried to keep my name off my blog. I worked in media. Like I worked at the Huffington Post. I wasn't a writer there. I didn't want, I just was really trying to keep a lot of my life to myself. And I, right. felt, and I felt I wasn't hurting anybody by doing that. And then mm-hmm. when some people on the internet were kind of digging into that, that's when I got really well and it also strips like what you what it was intended for which was like a slice of something for you about you that that was it and I so I wasn't familiar with Gomi at the time if you don't know what Gomi is it's a forum that essentially like rips apart bloggers and influencers um it stands for get off my internet I didn't realize it had been around that long but I remember um, I was reading also at the time, well, who wasn't I reading at the time of bloggers, Mm -hmm. but I was reading According to Nina and Mojito Maven, I think were two of them. Um, And they both around the same time started addressing people being so mean to them and so Um, cruel to them. And I now realize that it must have been on Gomi because I would look in their comments and some were really mean, but generally speaking, it wasn't a ton. But I felt like at the same time, and it was probably around that same time period, everybody started addressing how mean people had gotten and blogging started, or at least blogging in that way, started to really fade. I felt like people, um, Kappa Prep closed her blog. Um, Nina closed her blog, Mojito Maven. It was like all these people suddenly were like, this is not for me anymore. And, and then, then they were criticized of, oh, you can't handle feedback, which I don't think is true because at the time things weren't monetized. Like a few times, like, um, I got some free pomegranate juice sent to me. I got some free acrylic nails sent to me. I took anything, any pitch. I, it, I didn't care if it was a scam. I was like, yes, absolutely. I'll take it. Um, I got some free product. I literally never made money. And I don't feel like that's why people were blogging. I don't think anybody was monetizing. So it was a little bit different because I think it's one thing. And again, we'll talk about this as we talk about the evolution. If you're making money off of me, I'm not saying people should be unkind just to be unkind, but there right. is a little bit more of like, well, if this is your job. Right. If I'm a, I'm a product. Yeah. Then, then, then yeah, you, you can have, hear what I have to say. Right. right. But at the time it was like, well, here's just me living as yeah. me sharing some of my life. And I don't, that's not fun for me anymore. Yeah. Here's, here's me. I'm, I'm sorry you didn't like my wedding updo. I don't think right. that. 
I don't think I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I don't know about you, when you were engaged in planning a wedding, I lost my damn mind. Like, right. Which is not to excuse any of my like bad bridezilla behavior. I would probably rank myself like a four on like mm-hmm. a one to 10 scale. Mm-hmm. But again, it was like, uh, I wasn't going to have my dad walk me down the aisle. Sure. Uh, navigating all these, you know, I, I've, I've I'm not going to go into like extended family trauma, but like family, family gatherings are, are tricky for me and my nuclear mm-hmm. family for reasons. And it's like, and those are things I'm not going to put out on a blog. Right. But I also, but then I would put out how I was feeling or my being overwhelmed or like, mm-hmm. oh God, I vividly, I'm mortified to even say, I remember recording a, a vlog, like a video. Oh, vlog. yes. I was yep. like crying I, about <laughs> wedding thing. I watched a lot of your vlogs, but I did not watch that one, I don't think. Uh, probably because I hit it real quick when I like probably sewed up the next day and was like, what are you doing? This is the internet. Take it down. There was a girl who I still follow on. I still follow. Well, there's a girl I still follow on Instagram, um, who had a blog and she, uh, got engaged really quickly to a guy and then they got, they broke up and she immediately did a vlog about it. And I mean, of course I watched every second of it because it was like, this is real life unfolding. And she was just sobbing into the camera and it was very hard to watch, but it was like intro reality TV almost of like, I've been following you and now I'm very invested in this. So it was like early YouTubers, but okay. So let's move from there a little bit because then eventually like these kind of hobbyist bloggers essentially were replaced by this rank of like... Almost like yeah, Instagrammers, and then the bloggers that were left were like the cupcakes and cashmere's of the world, or like the Rach Parcel, Pink Peonies, who became then super editorial and glossy and very very monetized, which then gave way to Instagram and sponsored content blew up. And so, how did that feel to you to watch some of these people that you've been reading for a long time shift to this format of now I'm making a ton of money, seemingly? You know. It's on one hand, um, perplexing because mm-hmm. I know they're all real people. And I just, in my real person life, I don't know where I would, like, th- that's a job. I don't know where yeah. I would find the time to do the, the plan. Like even thinking about when I was, when I would blog, I would, ha- I had a schedule. I was like, these are topics I want to talk about. This is when I'm going to post this. Like there was some work involved in like edit editorializing I, mm-hmm, I don't sorry, mm-hmm. they're, they're planning I guess planning out what I was going to write and post yeah and I just there's a there's a it's a lot of work I mean the, the only equivalent now is like meal planning I spend t- too much time <laughs> meal planning with these people who need to be fed three meals a day it's ridiculous but right um, but it's like that's my that's my thing now where it's like that takes up a lot of my time and creativity and energy and focus and and it, so it's perplexing in a way of like wow these are people who I guess they also drive their kids to school and go to the supermarket and clean their toilets. And, you know, um, which I'm, I'm laughing now because wasn't there that awful girl who like, Oh, Rachel Hollis. Yeah. Hollis. Yeah. Um, so not, not everyone is doing that. Many people hire help like Rachel people. Hollis, like Harriet Tubman yeah. probably also did as she alluded to. Exactly. So. Which like, and I'm just, I'm going to sit here laughing at myself because my cleaning lady's coming on Thursday. <laughs> well, listen to this. This is, this is, um, toxic positivity right here. Um, I have, I have two cleaning crews right now because I'm scared to let one go. Um, 
And I'm hoping that that will make it for me. So I had them both coming every other week, but then <laughs> the Memorial Day messed me up. And now they're, one came today and one's coming tomorrow because I feel so badly about canceling anybody. So I'm spending double what I want to pay <laughs> cleaning and they're coming back to back and I can't let anyone down. So I don't know. That's a little bit of my toxic trait, I guess. So you talking about that, I'm like, sure, but does Rachel Hollis have people clean the day after someone just cleaned? Someone cleaned well, but she wakes up at 4 a.m., Caroline, do you? Anyway. Yeah, really. Yes, because Jane Ellis doesn't sleep. So obviously, I am. there's a breakdown in this system that Rachel says is very easy. Yes. So I feel like this, I mean, that's one where like, I, I now feel like a hypocrite where I'm like, oh, Gomi said mean stuff about me and now I'm saying mean stuff about someone else. But you're right. It's transition from like the bloggers writing things to then people, you know, it's, it's funny I mentioned about like the vlog or like the videos because that, wasn't on Instagram at first. Instagram right. So like a picture and a filter and go. And then once they started letting videos happen and all this, like, like, I don't feel like in the blog world, there was blog to YouTube to Instagram. I think it really seamlessly went to Instagram. Totally. And then once Facebook bought Instagram and they just added so many bells and whistles, that's when, I mean, well, and then once the swipe up came along, oh that, that was like the death of the modern blog, truly, yes. because it was like, you don't need anything. You don't need to go on the on a website. You yeah, don't, you don't need a desktop at all. You don't need anything right. um, to engage. But I feel like and I hate even bringing up this word, but um, we've talked about the podcast um, Under the Influence by Joe yeah. Piazza. But she talks a lot about like authenticity being something that women want to read right. from their influencers. But a lot of that got lost behind high-res photos and high-res images. And yeah. even when I stopped blogging, um, it was after I got married and I just kind of ran out of stuff to talk about because I wasn't going out on dates on Match.com. I was working for a church, so I didn't feel as like good writing about like petty work stuff. You know, like suddenly I had written myself out of any good stories, but um, it was like I don't want to learn an, a high-def camera or a high res camera. I don't want to style myself. Like that's not my niche. And it kind of went from this Jill of all trades. Like anybody can write about anything to, you have to have a very specific genre and and a brand point of view. You need an, an offering, which sounds strange, but like you need, you really need a brand. You need to know what you like, what your value is to people. And I liked, I'm a voyeur and that's why I liked reading blogs. I like to know what is happening in people's lives. I don't care if I will never meet them. That is all the more interesting to me. But then once it became, here is my best stylized self and the messaging that most works with a sponsor, there became a disconnect to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, You're like, I'm a voyeur. I feel like my my, if, if I were to like give myself a title of when I was blogging or like, I guess even now on, on my Instagram, that's private. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I'm more of like a, like a, I'm looking for validation, which is not to say I'm looking for likes or like uh-huh. follower count, but it's more of like, here's what I'm going through. Here's what my day is. You too. That's interesting because you are very, very good at that in a way that's like, this is real in a way that's connecting. And I think sometimes people do it in a way that is off-putting and and seemingly very whiny. And my fear is always that I will be the whiny one. So I typically don't share like, oh, things are going badly. But I love and appreciate that you do and wish that I could do that in a way that feels more genuine. 
Well, thank you. That's a nice compliment. Um, yeah. So if that's, your, if that's your brand. You're doing a really yeah. great job with well, that. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I appreciate it. Um, but also it's funny that like we would need, I feel like we just sort of did um, like a personality test. You're like, I'm, I'm the voyeur. I just like, like knowing about people. I want to hear their yes. stories. I mean, you, you read so many books like Minka Kent, like you just want to know about those, <laughs> you know about those people. And for me, it's a little more of like, I am, I am this. Is there anyone else who's this? But see, that's a really good, that's that even phrasing it like that also breaks down like motivation because I don't want to like spend a lot of energy going deep with many people, which sounds very bitchy, but I like to consume what other people are giving me. And then I can set the boundary where I don't know that I always want to go deep with people or connect with people. Cause I'm like, ugh, that just immediately wears me out. But I yeah. want you to give me the opportunity to connect with you. I yeah. just don't want to, to open the door. So I don't, want to, I don't have to. Yeah. So no, I, I feel like I'll take I'll take whatever you give me. Yeah. I feel like it's it's one where like I I'm pretty introverted, but I also love small talk. Like I love oh, gosh. Like which some people are like, oh my god, that's my nightmare. For me, like standing in a checkout line and like chit chatting with someone for two seconds. Oh man, what a jolt. It's just like, oh, look, oh, people, we can, we can connect. People can connect. I, I, maybe I have that- never felt more estranged from you in the small <laughs> amount of time I've known you than right this minute. <laughs> You're like, why do you talk to... And then I'm, I'm earlier talking about how like I've been taught about internet stranger danger. And I'm like, no, I talk to strangers at the store all the time. <laughs> you know, that's, that's fine. Um, okay, so we had a couple of questions. I put it out on Instagram, um, for people just to say, like, this is a topic that as much as I hate being like social media teaches us this, like, I hate being like that, but it really does define our lives. Um, I want to know, do you still read blogs? Do you still consume blogs in their form now? I don't. And the really, the one that I miss the most is not actually like one of these blog spot bloggers. Um, mm-hmm. It's a website, but it's in the format of a blog called Go Fug Yourself. Oh, yeah. And like talking about, you know, meeting internet friends, like I met my friend Tara through the, the comment section of Go Fug Yourself. Oh, that's interesting. Like we met, they had a, the, the two women. That, so basically, if you don't know the website, they, it's it's um, sartorial commentary by these two women who live um, in Los Angeles. And they are resolved to keep their comment section positive. Mm-hmm. Um, critical is fine, but like, like oh, I re- that's not the best look for her versus like, she looks ugly, something like that. Right, um, right, right. And they really, they do a lot of Royals content. They do some TV recaps. The comment section is, oh, it was just, that for me was like a really, really wonderful community. Um, and I met some people like the, um, Jessica and Heather who write the blog, they, they wrote a book a couple years ago. So I like met these girls at one of the book launch events. Um, oh, that is so cool. Like, like Tara and I go to Broadway shows together. It's just like, so it's, it's a, it's another like online dating for girlfriends. Like this yeah. is a thing we had in common. All this to say, to answer your question, I don't read blogs anymore because I'm never sitting down at a computer and mm-hmm. I eat long form reading on my cell phone. Oh, I agree. Minus I my books. It. Um, and the, and whatever, like when it was on blogger, it looked awful. It just never looked good on my phone. Um, so I just sort of stopped and I miss go fug yourself. I follow them on social still, but like, I don't, um, I haven't sat and read their blog in, in years. I mean, I left, I left working in 2018. 
mm-hmm. right when Luke turned one. Mm-hmm. Um, so like since then, there's like very little reason for me to regularly sit down for a long period of time at a desktop computer. So I don't and I don't read blogs. That is true. So I still consumed blogs and I had like the little batch that I read in the mornings and then the little batch I read in the afternoons and it had dwindled to like 10 plus I do look at a ton of food blogs now I don't really read their posts but to me that's a whole different genre like I don't really care about the stories yeah that's another episode we're like I don't need to know about your camping trip just show me how to make the salmon exactly and that's it and um but I uh, but when the pandemic hit and we started working from home in March, I work from home in spurts throughout the day. And when I was in the office for a full day, there was like some downtime that I would open my little tabs and read through those and keep up. But then I felt like once I missed a couple of days, I couldn't ever catch up because I liked to stay on top of daily reads. And then it was like, oh, now there are too many posts. It's going to take too long. And other than my Kindle app on my phone, I'm like you, I can't read long form posts on my phone. I don't like it. Um, But I do have bloggers that I still follow regularly. Actually, I still read my morning bloggers for whatever reason. Um, I read Cupcakes and Cashmere. Um, She has done a great shift. We talked to Leslie Stevens from Cupcakes and Cashmere at the end of season one. Yeah, she's wonderful. And the staff writers that she's added to enhance her brand to Emily Schumann, who started that blog, um, has been really interesting just to see because I used to read her right out of college when she was like a daily outfit and that's it. Um, So I read her blog. I read um, Jen from Peanut Butter Runner, who we've also had on the episode. I know her personally and I really like her blog. She's a healthy living blogger who, when healthy living blogging got kind of toxic and weird, um, she kind of stayed right right on her course and I really like her content. and then a running pun too, right on her course. Well, done. oh yes, thank you. She hit her stride. You know what I'm saying? Um, good. I and then I was reading in the afternoon more often. Carolina Charm and April's blog when she was blogging yeah. more and more yeah. of those like kind of lifestyley blogs that had not gone as stylized. I just I got turned off to stylized blogging. I yeah. just did. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, so how do you consume Instagram right now? What is your go-to? Not how you post, but like influencer stuff. What does it look like for you? I consume very dysfunctionally. Um, Okay. (laughs) I don't think I, I, because of my like history with Gomi and like hate follows and all that kind of thing, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't, I really do pride myself on like, if I'm following someone and I don't feel good or I am finding negative, if I find myself feeling like negative reactions to what they're posting or whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow them. Um, An example is um, happily ever after. Oh yes. Okay. Good. I follow her. A town over from me. Oh, Um, so I was like, Oh, perfect. It's uh, so, you know, for all of my like anonymity, I live in Connecticut. (laughs) Um, Perfect. Yeah. And I live, yeah. So there's and here's my IP address and whatever else you need. Here's right my, here. it's my PO box. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, but I so and I live in a very normal town surrounded by exorbitantly wealthy towns okay. where, where people like Susan Sarandon's actress influencer daughter can live. Yes. Um, uh, heavier on the influencer than the actress. I would say, heavy, but. <laughs> but I also will like I will ride or die for the movie Saved. Um, oh, same. If you have not watched Saved, please oh do that. Mandy Moore is is a oh my god light Mandy in Moore that throwing a Bible at Jenna Malone saying it's I am filled so... with love. It's, it's, <laughs> 
Oh, it's chef's kiss. It's such it a It really is. It's so she um, should have won more awards for that, but sure. as in any awards for that. But go ahead. Any awards. I love Mandy Moore. Um, so I followed her because I was like, oh, she's local. She's a local influencer. So I can mm-hmm. just like follow this glossy, beautiful woman and her beautiful children and her beautiful marriage. Um, but she's 10 minutes away from me. So like she's going places I could go. Oh, she's going to go work out at this gym. I can go and sign up there too. Yeah. Which like, And then I realized I didn't like what she was showing me. Like some, I don't know. I just, um, this is going to sound ridiculous, but just the vibes. I didn't, I wasn't, I just always felt like ugh, when I was reading stuff or if she, cause she also blogs and I would like go and try and read some of her posts. And I finally got to the point where I was like, I don't have to follow her. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I clicked on follow and then it was like, oh, all right, bye. Yeah, that was cleaner. Um, I think with, you know, I, I have a lot of, so I would say it's like a, a bunch of people I know in real life who I follow on Instagram, like family members and actual real life friends, mm-hmm. you know, high school, college, uh, real life people. I've got a lot of my online dating friends who are... Yep. Like we send each other Christmas cards and like, oh, how fun you know, is that? It's just um, I'll probably add you on the list this year. This yeah, thank you. A little, I was still a little bit like podcast fangirl to do it, but uh, <laughs> I think that even though I've been yeah, I've been following you for years and you didn't even know this was all part of my 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 long con grand plan. Um, you just the Gomi thread about you and look where we are now. <laughs> You're like I'm gonna make her love me. That's right. Um, so I think the the Peloton group text we have definitely has put us on Christmas cards. Uh, that is absolutely but, that's um, the, that's the truth. We have I our own hashtag. Like an hour into this and haven't mentioned the group thread, but anyways, <laughs> um, I just I, I, there's plenty of of people who, like I said, like Teddy and I were in each other's weddings. We met mm-hmm. because of our blogs and the internet, and we're deep, deep real life friends. Um, I have other friends who I, I feel the same way about. Um, I, I sort of have my litmus test of like, if John knows who I'm talking about as an okay. internet friend, they're actually people that I know. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> if I'm like, oh, you know, so-and-so and he's like, and who is that? Who and, and if I have to be like, it's a, it's a, the, but if I can say, oh, you know, I was, I, you know, Katie and I were chatting about blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh yeah, I saw that this, if he knows that this is somebody who at least conversationally and is in my life, he gets it. I feel a little less um, weird about it. Yeah. And then I have plenty of people I follow. You know, I, I love a Jessica Simpson follow and her weird, like, tongue between her teeth smiles. And see, okay, here's where I am. And again, this is my toxic trait in that I feel like my follow is worth a lot, <laughs> which is so like, no, it's not. It's nothing. But um, I really don't like to give celebrities follows or likes. Um, and so if I do, it means a lot, mainly because I'm like, I'm nobody to you. So why does this like you will never like my stuff back? What, so why I just give you more data. Exactly. Like you don't need to know this about me, but I do have ones that I have followed like Mandy Moore, of course, because I feel like I discovered her. I had her candy single before her CD even came out. So I feel like we've been on the same journey. But did you go and see her in a coffee shop live, uh, like in concert when she released her first singer songwriter album? 
Uh, no, but I did have that album. Um, but I think it's because she didn't come to Charlotte. So uh, well, she came to Washington, and I saw her. And <sighs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that win, and we can Damn go it. on. Yes, okay. So, and I follow the Kardashians because why not? And I follow a lot of celeb, like uh, Bravo blogs. Um, but I found I don't like to unfollow people, so I feel like I need to be careful who I follow. Yeah. But I do find I recently, like in the last couple of weeks, started to unfollow some people which felt very empowering. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was either like, I used to read, can we name people? I guess it's okay. Um, I followed the blog Eat, Live, Run for a really long time and her recipes are still some of my very favorites on the internet. Um, And then she kind of shut down the blogging arm of hers and became this Instagram lifestyle-y thing. I don't know that she landed on where she became. Then she started to sell Beachbody, which really turned me off immediately. Then she stopped doing that and has become kind of like a homeschool influencer. And at first I was like, okay, I'm fine with this. But the tone to me started to become very superior. And it may not be what she intends for it to be, but she's like, and today we're dyeing our own yarn. And then we just got a mill to mill our own flour. And it got to the point where I was like, I am tracking with you for a lot of things, but now I'm feeling less than in just the things that I do with my kids. Yeah, this is, you know, yeah. I got that way with the influencer simply on purpose, which I know a lot of people really like, but if I started to feel, and this was actually part of why we started the podcast in the first place of at what point in your life do you become like an expert on things that you're like now, because I homeschool, I'm the expert on homeschooling and you should follow my advice. And it became a little bit of a turnoff to me in that realm. Um, And I also, other than like cupcakes and cashmere, I don't follow really big bloggers like Rach Parcell and her sisters, but I check them all the time. And I'm like, this is not better or worse. There's like a family, it's a local family, but they have a real national following and I won't name them, but they're like big in the like Christian inspirational community. Um, and they are kind of like wannabe Kardashians. Um, and I'm fascinated with their lives and I will not follow them on principle, but I check them constantly. And then I found, I don't do Gomi anymore, but then I found a Reddit about them and I can't stop checking this Reddit. So I'm like, maybe I need to check myself because this is no better or worse. Actually, it's probably much worse than just following them. But I started to realize like I can't follow people who I actively like send to people to be mean about. Yeah. Because that was happening a lot. And some are like out of entertainment, like, LOL, can you believe this person? Like, Kathy Hilton. Part of them. Oh, yeah, totally like Kathy Hilton. And then there are people that I'm like, I am only consuming their content to be mean about them. Yeah. And that's what I need to unfollow. And that's what happened with Eat, Live, Run, where I'm like, it's ultimately not her fault. Yeah. I'm I am kidding. not liking how I am feeling. Yeah. And in that my insecure reaction is to then just tear her down because that is making me a troll and I refuse to be that I don't person. Want to do it. Yeah. And that's where, yeah. like, that's a really, that's a really easy line for me to see of just like, ugh, this feels, this feels gross. I'm going to unfollow. Yes. Uh, but then I, I mean, gosh, that, that magnifying glass on Instagram, I have wasted, I mean, days, m- weeks of my life, probably just like scrolling through the like, you know, posts that other people see or follow and mm-hmm. almost like, 
ugh, I mean, half of it now is just like copied and pasted TikToks or however. People, oh, yeah. However, yeah. People get TikToks to Instagram, but there's a lot of, <laughs> there's just like a lot of content that I see there. And I'm like, oh, I don't follow any of the guys from, um, from Queer Eye. Not that I don't yeah. like any of the guys from Queer Eye. I just don't follow them, but then I'll see their content and I'm like, oh, I do like that. Or, oh, this is right. me. Where it's well, like, that's how I am with like comments by celebs. I'm like, I love that yeah. account, but I refuse to follow any of these people. <laughs> But now I'm, but see, now that I'm saying this out loud, I, I, I confess that I earnestly have been a, an actual fan of Ilaria Baldwin for a long time. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this up. Honest to God, I have been a fan. Her prenatal yoga DVD got me complete. Like I, I pushed for 20 minutes with Luke for three minutes with Eamon. I just, I, okay. I was ready to give birth. I knew how, I knew what to do. And is it because you're Spanish actually? Uh, see. Si. Okay, perfect. Done. Mallorca. Here we are. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, a bone to guess is all I really know. I studied <laughs> French good. as well. Um, but yeah, I just, and I'm thinking more and more now, we're like in all of this post, uh, hey, she's actually like as waspy as they come from Massachusetts, <laughs> which <laughs> by the way, she and I have in common. Um, oh my gosh. This is so, you are Maloria. Uh, Maloria, exactly. Um, you may ad- address me in that proper way. Um, when I come back from my family home in, in España. So but I, I'm finding more and more, she's doing a lot of like content about her family, which is like wonderful. And then a lot of content about like, when people are mean to you, rise above, just like a lot of inspirational quotes where I'm like, yes. gag me. Okay. Like we all know people were mean to you because of this interesting. Because you really lied, maybe. Maybe it was a problem. I don't know. Like whatever, whatever this is, like, I don't know that this is, I don't know that people being mean to you about misleading us about your (laughs) heritage. But maybe there is a trauma in her life that made her do this. So it's like, I don't know. I try like the, the bitchy Blair's headband in me is like, ugh. okay, I probably should unfollow her because this is a little too eat, pray, love. And then the other part of me is like, no, but I do. Well, like, yeah, she's cool. She got horses. She got some, she got a bunch of little boys and my, my rugrats run around and scream like her. So I don't know. She's, she's on the fence. She's on probation. I, um, I admit that I muted her probably oh. in the last four hours. Cause that oh, for me, wow. cause that for me is like a, whew, okay, you're getting too like your, your yuck feelings are too big about this. So like give your, use the technology that is available to you to put some distance between you and these feelings. Okay. Yep. Do you buy things based on recommendations of, of Instagrammers? I am in my closet recording this for sound purposes. I'm looking at a dress that I bought because Kate Middleton wore it on the Royal tour to India. Okay. Well, speaking of dresses, you and I have the same dress that I was, I was influenced by probably Carolina Charm. You were influenced by our new, both of our mutual favorite follow, Caroline Chambers. And both of us have these like nightgown dresses that we really like in the same color. Yeah. They're, it's like a house dress. It's got tassels and flowers and it's like really, it's just outside. It's an outside nightgown. And really, I mean, Caroline um, Chambers she went away this weekend. Speaking of people who like have influenced me, what a, what a hole in my social media without her, her delightful content. I was like, yes, why are you on vacation? I need entertainment. I was was, so thrilled when she posted again today. And I was like, yes, this is what I was missing. Because she just, she just is such a delight. So first off, thank you for that recommendation, but also 
that's the kind of social media that I like to consume where it's like, oh, this is refreshing. It adds value. It makes me chuckle. I feel good having consumed it. Um, there's another, she's not an influencer, but she also has a podcast. Not that anybody listens to podcasts other than this one. Yeah, um, sure. Thank you. Appreciate that. That I follow. Oh, oh okay. Um, she, she has, she's just had Instagram and then she recently has branched out to like a newsletter and a podcast called Good Inside. And she's content where like, you think like, oh, I don't want to watch parenting content while I'm scrolling, trying to, you know, look at celebrity. Escape, escape my children, right? Yeah, I'm trying to escape my children and ignore <sighs> them right now while they're watching TV. I need to um, not hear about their meltdowns. But she's right. been wonderful. And that's content where I like walk anytime she put, you know, she'll put up like a short video of like, here are some strategies about how to handle X scenario. Mm-hmm. And I'm good walking away from that. And then like, I see, you know, friends of mine, real friends or internet friends doing fun things with, their kids are like, I see my vaccinated friends going on vacation now. It's like, oh, this is one, like, this is the content I'm here for. I want to see people going out and doing the things they love to do. We've all been so sad the past year and traumatized by this horrible pandemic. And in a way, like the having Instagram was so good. You know, I had mm-hmm. like a scrolling piece of it of like, oh God, look at the numbers they're going up. But on the other hand, not being able to go anywhere, I have had... I feel lucky to have had that um, outlet, I guess, to right. people and to really like, not just, you know, post some pictures or post some videos, but also like really, I, I mean, gosh, my Instagram DMs the past year have probably been the most used of all, you know, because you want to connect with people. What, what are you going through? What are you doing? How are you? You know, yeah. maybe, and, and a lot of times, you know, people, like you were saying, you don't want to post some of the the yucky stuff because you don't want to come across as whiny. Um, but I always find like if somebody's posting, like I'm having a hard time or like, Oh, this is really crappy. Or even, you know, even people, if they're like kind of vague about it, like, Oh, you know, karma is going to come get this person. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, a lot of like, I always feel compelled to just be like, okay, well there's something, there's something actually happening. It's right. And then, you know, and then a friend can be like, Oh no, it was just like some, you know, asshole dinged my car. Or it could be like, oh yeah, you know, we're trying to sell our house and this and the sellers backed out at the last minute or things right. like that. Like, ugh, and I just I don't want to broadcast it on Instagram, but I really am glad that you checked in on me, those kind of mm-hmm. things. Well, and I think too, we have seen maybe, hopefully, a shift, maybe a smidge back to less edited, or at least maybe I have changed my feed to the, the people <laughs> that I follow being that in that like a like a Caroline Chambers, and I keep saying her maybe to manifest her coming on the podcast, but um I have found that I like swiping up and buying. I've been doing that more mm. probably in the last year than I ever did before because before I was like, I only want to purchase things from a desktop. Um, but I've been finding that mobile, mobile purchasing is great, but I like when people are kind of unapologetic about it. Like, um, the account things I bought and liked, yeah. like I really appreciate she bought them. She liked them. And she'll recommend and say like, yes or no. And to me, that's like a trusted way to buy something. I've really? purchased a couple of makeup items via that. Um, or Caroline, who like the dress or whatever. It's like, you feel real to me. Like we're having a real conversation and I don't feel simply sold to. Right. And that is better to me and that I'm helping monetize you versus somebody who's like, here's my outfit that I'm sure they did not wear that day or they returned it. They pulled like a Sonia Morgan and just kept the tags on and like, they just want me to buy it. And I'm like, "Mm, I would prefer, I will always prefer to support friends. So I want to follow somebody who feels like, 
feels like a friend. Yeah. yeah. Tour the world different. We could at least know each other, you know? And um, so I feel like you can curate your Instagram to feel like a smaller community. And I have found myself going that way versus like aspirational. Cause I think for a while I was trying to make it an aspirational place. Like when I was doing yoga often, I started following like all of these yoga influencers and then I stopped doing yoga and I'm like, I, I will never like, be able to. These, right. Why are these perfect, like elevated butt cheeks in my feet? Yeah. There's like, there is nothing good. Like even, even just generally like fitness stuff. I'm like, I'm fully ensconced in the Peloton cult and I will follow and befriend every instructor that I use. Yeah. And I love when I see that they've posted something and you've already liked it and I can like it. And I feel like we, we jointly know this person who's a celebrity, okay. but like, other than that, like, I don't need how I could be better in my face. I need people yeah. who see me where I am right now. Um, so you said that about Peloton too, because in my like, Ooh, I think I'm going to mute Alaria so I can take a quick break from her. I was mm-hmm. thinking similar things with the, with the Peloton instructors I follow because, really? because I love you guys already. I'm taking your classes. I get on the bike. I have an alarm. I get out of my bed where I'm snuggling. Like I, mm-hmm. I go and do these things because I love your classes. You make me feel good. Yep. Do I need you to like be in my Instagram feed at 2 PM telling me like drink some water? I don't right. know. Maybe not. Right. Like, right. Um, but also, but I love Kendall. So I don't know, but um, I know I love Kindle. but you know, and, and so that's also one of those where like, there's, uh, there's always, I, you said, I did have to take a step back. Yeah. I did have to take a step back maybe from Tunde. I didn't mute her, but I noticed she's fallen in my um, algorithm because I haven't looked at everything yeah. because she was posting a lot of like, this is going to be the hardest class, like come ready to sweat. And I'm like, yeah. it was when I like, I've had a very rough first trimester yeah. and I'm like, like I am, I'm not going to do anything hard. I'm, hard. Right, like, I'm doing like a five minute cool down ride as my entire workout. Like I don't <laughs> want to feel like I should be trying to do more than this. And so it wasn't the intention. Like for many people, that was the right intention. But I'm like, oh, this is not serving me right now. This is not for me. So I just kept watching Emma and her gardening, which is just so soothing. So so soothing and wonderful. Okay. So before we wrap up, first of all, is there anything else that you have to say about the state of social media from when you were super involved to where you are now? Um, yeah, it was way more... I think it was... Dang. Okay. You you got me. My, my gut reaction was to say it was more fun then, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that's the case. I think I was more fun because I was 27. Um, (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. I think I had more fun things to do. Like the fun things now that I post about are like the, the words my kids mispronounce or like the fact that I sweat through a shirt when driving around with Zoe, who Mm -hmm. has a permit. Like it's stuff like that where I'm like, oh, Yuck, yuck. Look at these hilarious, you know, real life mom things I do. So it's, it's, it's those kind of things versus like, guess what? I ran into Bethany Frankel at Serafina on the Upper East Side and I was so annoying and asked for her a picture with her. <laughs> yeah. I was crazy in this picture, but I got it. So I, I don't know. It's just, um, they were different worlds in many, many ways. Um, yeah. They, they really aren't comparable. Really? Yeah, they're, they're really not. They're very, di- they're different mediums, like mm-hmm. desktop to mobile. Um, there's so much more like, yeah, there was a blogger app that I could like post instantly from standing in line somewhere, a blog post. But yeah. But your pictures wouldn't format. So. It wouldn't format right. It was like the, the alignment was off, but 
but truly it's like, there's something that's so much more instant, um, about, about stuff now. Like I know you, sorry, where is this? I know you had sent me one of the questions or like one of the the comments that somebody sent through Mm -hmm. and, and her, her note was like, social media has made everything instant. So not only like for her, she's saying it's not just that, um, it's not just like on Instagram, things pop up instantly, but because everything is so connected on your phone, like work is on you all the time. Right. Your, your mom calls you and then texts you when you don't pick up to be like, are you in the hospital? Yeah, there's like no disconnect from anything. Now. Right. There's so much more immediacy. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, it's funny you were saying before where you would like read some blogs in the morning and some in the afternoon. I think that's because plenty of bloggers would like schedule their posts to go right. live. Like I did that a lot. I'd schedule posts to go live at like 6 a.m. So that when people got into work or whenever, or or if they would like wake up and read them while making their coffee or whatever, like whatever their morning routine was, wherever I could fit into that, I wanted to be there in their feed. Right. Someone who like just, just popped on and like wrote a post that day. So there's, there was like a scheduling and a relaxedness then, whereas Mm -hmm. now things are so much more immediate. Um, for better or for worse, I guess. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And I feel like pure is not the right word, but that is kind of how I felt about it, where it's like, it was a lot more stream of consciousness. And I felt yeah. like I knew, I truly knew the people that I followed what was going on in their lives, again, yeah. for better or for worse. I'm not saying it was all good, but yeah. I... You know, it's funny. I just thought of the word unfiltered, which is like, yeah, it's which it was first off because there weren't those didn't exist, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But really unfiltered and that like, I would just write stuff, you know, well, I, I also did keep myself to the, the, you know, strict thing of like, I can write a post when I'm drunk, but I'm going to edit and post it sober. I'm never going <laughs> to. Right. Sure. Well, I think um, I told you that, that I posted, I was mad when I left a job and like oh, wrote a scathing post, Satan wears Steinmart. It was awful. And, right. um, it, it bit me hard, like 10 years of not speaking to this person. And then I finally reached out and apologized. But I, there was just more of like, what's the worst that can happen? This is, this is just my friends. Yeah. It's my friends and some strangers who know me and are nice to me. And I don't put my name up here. So it's not like my job's going to find out. And, and it just, so it was way more unfiltered then and is, you know, uh, content wise and literally more filtered now because we use filters. My preferred yes. is Taurus. Um, <laughs> but, you know, because it, it, like you can see my laugh lines, but like they're not quite like the circles under my eyes. Are not I will say that. that your skin on Instagram, I haven't seen it in real life, so I can't compare it, but your skin on Instagram is flawless. So thank you. I will um, give a major shout out if they want to sponsor the pod or my private mm-hmm. Instagram feed. Uh, Retin-A. Hello. Like, okay, who, great. You know that prescription chemicals would actually like do more more than drugstore products. But How you. about that? Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> no, man, it's wild. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, and then I have to like wear big sun hats so that I don't get like naturally retinols. But thank you. Um, and it's it's more filtered now. And then I'm also, you know, I loved when you and Hannah had that conversation recently, where it's like, no, be in the picture. This is what I look like. I, you know, I've had two babies. I'm never having flat abs again like I did when I was right. seven. I'm fit. I'm the same weight I was before. My body's thank you, thank you, Peloton. Right. My my 36 year old face is different than my 26 year old face. Thank God we mm-hmm. took with Real Housewives. Um, <laughs> would I change my face and change my my flab a little bit? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, but but you know, there's there's more um, 
God, to go back to this word that we like love and hate, the authenticity. Yes, I hate it. I hate it, but it is it is the right word. I hate it because it lost Hillary Clinton the election, but I also love it because it's what it's it's what we should be trying to do. Um, Yeah. You know, be our authentic selves and then be authentic in the relationships we have with people in our lives, whether that be our real life or our internet life, which which I, is our real life, right, which I, I, I personally try to have it be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, you know, I have my close friends list because my a couple, I have a couple of my aunts who follow me and I'm not going to like do my yeah. real, you know, real pirate mouth language rants about nonsense to them. Cause then my mom will hear about it. And anyway, <laughs> um, but if uh, authentic is important, even if it's like, Oh, I gotta be authentic. Cause I'm a woman. But, um, but yeah, I don't know what my point is there. I feel like now I'm really rambling. In no, a, it's great. With consciousness blog post. So I'm like, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so perfectly at the end. Well, thank you so much for joining me um, in my first solo podcast. It means the world to me and for talking about this because I felt like you'd have an interesting perspective, which you do. We haven't talked about Peloton enough. Um, and so as we sign off, I would like for a new Peloton rider what three instructors would you recommend they take classes with? Ooh, okay. Um, I love Emma Lovewell because she has great playlists. Um, and she's like sneaky hard. She's never yes. one who's going to like shout at you. But all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, what am I doing? My body should not move like this. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I know you and I always talk about how much we love Kendall. Mm-hmm. She is like, she's like scary hot in that yes. her classes are really intense, but she also is just like so pretty and friendly that I like want to be her friend, but also I'm terrified of her. Right. She's like a bad but, friendly badass, like a friendly neighborhood badass. Yeah, exactly. But not frenemy. Like she wouldn't right. be mean to you, but like, um, but she might kick your ass a little bit on the bike. So maybe yep. do like, if you want to do like a longer class, do one with Emma, do a shorter class with Kendall. Mm-hmm. And then for like the Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna trip you up here, but I would really recommend Dennis's classes. Okay, <laughs> because um, because he also has some really great playlists, and he's mm-hmm. very um, he's got a he's like very even keeled, so you can do like even a really intense one with you with him. But he's he's kind of like Emma in that he's not gonna shout at you. He's not gonna like right. like harder, go faster, any of any of that kind of stuff. Because like I'm motivated by people telling me how strong and beautiful I am not by how hard I need to work so well you are strong and beautiful and I would echo Emma and Kendall Kendall was a surprise favorite for me that I didn't expect um but her 2000s rides in particular like her emo 2000s rides are fantastic they're so good at Tune Day was probably my intro instructor love because she is just gorgeous and glowing and I'm like a lovely. Sunshine, yeah. Yes, I just love her. But unexpectedly, Cody has really cracked my top three because he is just fun. And when I've been feeling so bad lately, his classes are just fun and I don't really think right. about it. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I have gone more to Emma and Cody lately. Yes. But that is who, if you are not part of the Peloton cult and would like to be, we would love to introduce you. <laughs> the group chat though, because it's a little bit like we also talk about wine, but, um, that's right. But yeah, but it, I mean, and I know all of you guys in the group chat, it's, it's you, me, Amy, Laura, and Tess. And you are all very much like Mallory, take classes with Cody. And I was like, I don't know. He's kind of me, me, me. Um, well, you told me that you ex- exclusively only ride with female instructors. So that I, was your I was role. like a soul cycle devotee. I could not stand taking classes with guys. I've, yep. I've expanded my horizons because it's 2021. Mm-hmm. I need to be. Sure. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. 
but man, you guys, like with some of the group, like the group classes we've done, I, like I just finished, this is not a flex, but like I just finished a power zone. Uh, Which I still don't understand. But- don't let me not get into it. I, my, number, <laughs> my numbers went up, but like, God, I regretted many, many of the eight weeks. But my first class now that I've like finished that challenge, which like, I'm yep. glad I did it. And like, okay, good for, good for you. Not for me, for anyone who wants to do it again. Right. Um, I, my first class I did this morning was Cody because I was like I was it on playlist yeah he he just I need some cute banter and I need to just like chuckle a little bit and move my legs and sweat and it was great yeah he's one that like you end up sweaty you probably worked harder than you meant to but he keeps you entertained and not in a try hard way so and he's if you're in North Carolina he's a Greensboro local um so just up the road from us and that makes me really happy too (laughs) so um anyway oh another note before we sign off truly um everyone in that group chat that we're in on Peloton met through blogs. It's true. Yeah. And the internet, which is really, really cool. There are five of us. Yeah. Five of us. Five of us and I've met, like I met, I, I've met Tess and Laura in person multiple times in Los Angeles and New York. Like we're just, it's, yeah, we've all connected in that way. Um, so, you know, you go from reading each other's content to sweating together uh, and then sharing wine recommendations. Exactly. So and you guys also like, I cut my finger and had to go to the ER a couple, like probably a month and a half ago. Oh, that was so sad. It was it was awful and bloody, but like you guys like got me a gift card for takeout so I could like feed my family and it was wonderful. So it's like, yeah, the internet's weird and creepy and my mom and dad are right that there's like a bunch of, you know, strangers who are out there to get you. But also and, Q- like, and QAnon followers. And Q oh Lord, I can't even. Um but uh then there's also really wonderful people and we've connected and like you and I have talked for eight hours tonight about yeah, these topics truly. and we've never met in person, but like this is as comfortable as we are because you're, because like the internet is, inter, they like we put people in, in the same spheres and then when you find those bonds, you just, you work at them like you do in real life. So yeah, that's absolutely right. Well, thank you again for joining me. Um, where can people find you on Instagram if you want them to follow you? Oh gosh, I know it's so funny because um, so t- so to that point, if you are listening and used to read Blair's headband, hi. Um, <laughs> and if you want to follow me on Instagram, please don't because I have a private Instagram and I just that's sort of where my comfort level is now. Yeah. Um, of where I am. I think you, I think you put up my, my handle. So if people want to, oh, like, I'm sorry about that. No, that's fine. If people want to want to find my handle. Cool. I, pr- if I don't know who you are, I probably won't let you follow me. Um, yeah, that's so, fair. That's a good boundary. Yeah, and that's my comfort level. And I'm sure there's, you know, uh, this is going to sound extremely self-aggrandizing. I'm sure there's some people who are listening who are like, Oh, I remember her blog. That's great. And they're going to come find me. And if I don't know you, I'm not gonna, I, I post about my kids. Like, and I post the, front of my house when we're playing outside I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, like I'm not going to open those doors but um I hope that if there is anyone who like recognizes that you that my blog was fun for you and that it entertained you and I hope I was um a good uh stand-in for Hannah um because <laughs> you were excellent okay good um because this is really fun and I was really nervous but uh <laughs> like, no I hope that you'll come back we'll yeah, have to plan it like yeah, I, that would be great. Yeah. Like I said to you at the beginning, um, I'm used to having conversations with you and Hannah while I'm listening to the pod. So now it's just, 
you're just recording my input instead of me talking to myself in my car on the way to well, still still DM me when it comes out like listen to it so we get the download and then keep DMing me as you listen to it I, a couple of a couple of listeners like live DM me as they listen and it's my favorite oh yeah thing, that's so. definitely my that's definitely my speed and then you just in this moment I realized I'm going to have to listen to myself talk oh yeah episode. yes you will so and it'll be great. I'm one of those maniacs who listens to podcasts on one and a half oh so my gosh see you're gonna hate yourself and know how, <laughs> you will know how I feel when people tell me that they listen to us on like two and I'm like there's yeah. no way there's no oh, way you can man. do that I'm gonna sound like Alvin and the chipmunks or something anyways this is now a new a new level of horror um survive <laughs> survive recording it was so wonderful thank you for having me yes of course and um please rate review and subscribe we'll be back here in two weeks I will probably have another guest because I still can't fathom talking by myself but um thank you mallory hannah we miss you and we'll see you in a couple weeks bye bye